Welcome to the new neighborhood. I'm your host, Joan Lombardi, and I'm delighted to be with you today to share some of the dramatic changes that are taking place across the country as people are reinforcing a sense of community. They're supporting young children and families and assuring equity right from the start. Today, we're going to hear about Bridges, a program of the Children's Services Council of Palm Beach County that connects local families to community resources so more children are born healthy and are ready for kindergarten. We're here today speaking with Shondalyn Emerson, who's the Program Performance Lead at the Children's Services Council of Palm Beach County, Travell Worthern, Bridges Initiative Director, Children's Home Society, and Shira Hill, Bridges Parent Ambassador. Welcome, Shondalyn, Travell, and Shira. I'm so happy all three of you could be with us. Before we talk about Bridges, Shondalyn, can you tell us a little bit about the Palm Beach community? Palm Beach County stretches from Florida's Atlantic coast into the state's rural center and includes the northern edge of the Everglades National Park. Um, it's the coastline that has numerous golf courses and very, very sandy beaches. As of 2018, Palm Beach County has a total population of uh, 1.49 million, making it the third largest county in Florida behind Miami-Dade and Broward County. Um, Palm Beach kind of prides itself in three major industries. Um, that would be tourism, construction, and then agriculture. We also have many high-tech industries such as bioscience um, that also contribute to our growing economy. Um, so with the agriculture, we're actually leading in the nation in the production of sugarcane, fresh sweet corn and sweet bell peppers. It's very, it really has a lot of variety. I think people don't realize that. So what's it like to live there? The two words I have that resonate with me is it's hot and very humid. Um, <laughs> but it is also beautiful for the, for we're beautifully known for our beaches. Um, and usually when people think of Palm Beach County, they think of, you know, high society, golf, country club, charity balls, such a very wealthy city. Um, but that actually makes up a very small part of what is a very vibrant and diverse collection of communities that actually make up Palm Beach County in which all communities are not the same. Um, the average household income, so as wealthy as we are as a city, as a county, the household income in 2018 was around $61,000. Um, and believe it or not, one in five children under the age of five that lives that lives in Palm Beach County is in poverty. And that also is like 15 percent of the overall county population lives in poverty. And as far as rural, because I mentioned all the farming communities in the western part of the county, which we call it the sweeter side of Palm Beach County, which is our <laughs> Bell, Glade and Pahokee um, counties, which has a big um, variety of migrant farm workers. Shondalyn, how does Bridges fit into this? How did it start and how does it work? Okay, so Bridges. I love Bridges. Um, Bridges is actually a homegrown strategy out of Children's Services Council um, as an organization. So we have four different goals at Children's Services Council. Our vision is actually that all children grow up healthy, safe, and strong. So our four goals at Palm at Children's Services Council is that children are born healthy, safe from abuse and neglect, 
ready for kindergarten and able to access quality after school and summer programming. Our Bridges hits on all four goals, along with aspirationally striving to ensure children are reading on a, on a grade level through third grade. So with that, Bridges is basically our neighborhood strategy made up of 10 different communities in Palm Beach County, and they help the parents of the children to ensure that they're raised and born healthy, safe, and strong. And so how did you pick those 10 communities? Um, they were actually based off of, we used census tract data in some of those communities that had the most disparities among their outcomes. Um, they weren't as saturated with a lot of programming from our standpoint. So, and we knew that if you, if you, if we had a neighborhood strategy and help the parents of those children thrive, the bigger picture of children being born healthy, safe, and strong, and the community owning this as their own would kind of morph into something even greater, which it has 11 years later. Oh, it's 11 years already. Yes. Travell, can you tell us about you, the role of your organization, Children's Home Society and Bridges, and what makes Bridges so important to families. Children's Home Society, we are the co-lead agency for the Bridges Initiative, um, where we oversee the implementation of the model at our 10 neighborhood hubs in Palm Beach County. Um, one of our roles is to leverage resources within our own organization, as well as build strategic partnerships that will enhance the families in those 10 different communities. So we're tasked with selecting the site directors and the staff, because I'm of the opinion it is the staff that makes these programs successful. And so we want to make sure that we leverage resources and build a good system of care um, through a collaborative leadership approach. So when I say collaborative leadership approach, meaning that we don't go into these communities with the answers, but we want to go in there to find the resources within these communities. Our parents are natural resources within their own community, community stakeholders, and then what are those prov providers that are automatically in that community as well? So how do we bring them together, again, to enhance the work that's going on in each um, center? Then I also mentioned we, we build strategic partnerships with larger agencies within the community. So for like Palm Beach County Health Department, the Early Learning Coalition, workforce development, the school district. Um, again, building a place where each one of our sites have the resources for when families come into that door, not only do they feel safe, but they, they know that this is a resourceful place, it's a supportive place, and it's a non-judgmental place. And that the staff that is there is there equipped and ready to serve you in whatever needs that you may have. That's a great way to put it. And so you bring those partnerships down to the neighborhood level? While our families know a lot of the resources, but we try to bring in those partners that are right there because a lot of them have, are kind of underserved as it relates to parents accessing those services. So each site is tasked with building a localized system of care. They have a navigator that's on their team that's designed to connect our parents with those resources. And this is not just a referral, but it's, a, it's what we call a warm handoff. That navigator is going to link that parent with a, with a person that's able to assist them with whatever needs that they may have. Yeah, that navigation role is so important. We've been hearing that in many communities. Uh, yes. Sharad, you're a parent ambassador for Bridges. Can you tell us how did you come to know about Bridges? What were you looking for? I was planning on re-educating myself and my husband. We were about to have our um, fourth 
um, child and we just wanted to do, you know, a little bit of extra education, you know, find out what's changed um, because I hadn't delivered for a really long time and, you know, um, everything's changing with childbirth. So we just wanted to take an education class. So we actually went to the Bridges of Lake Park site and they were hosting a um, birthing class. So I just really went there for education. And you're also a member of the EC Link Parent Leadership Network and on their steering committee. We understand you also have a new job. Can you tell us how your experience with Bridges helped you with those connections? Yes, in my role within the steering committee, I'm given so many leadership opportunities because of Bridges. Um, they have me facilitating or they ask if I'd like to be a part to facilitate different events. Um, and with that facilitation, I've grown my confidence to be able to, um, in a sense, do outreach within the community. Um, my position is within outreach. And I can say that 50% of what I've done within my leadership with the steering committee and bridges has helped my confidence level. Um, I'm able to speak as I'm speaking today. Um, and it's just giving me the opportunity to go for those positions. Well, it sounds like you were a great parent leader and really have learned a lot. Shondalyn, as you look at the work that bridges does across Palm Beach County, can you look at the role of fathers? Oh, yes. Um, the role of fathers, I mean, I think it's very personal for me, too. So that's a part of, you know, when um, I started working for Children's Services Council, more specifically with Bridges, you know, understanding the power of fathers being involved in their lives, especially in the black and brown communities where there's such a um, judgment about fathers not wanting to be involved or not taking part. And that's just not true. Um, so fathers play a huge role in the success um, and their there's plenty of data that we don't even need to talk about that shows that. But I think as a system, too, we have to like allow for that, even by just being mindful of how we name different programs that we have. So, you know, we every time you think about childbirth, you immediately just think about the mother and the child. But the father plays a very pivotal role in that as well. Um, and I've experienced it firsthand personally, because for uh, for quite a number of years of my life, I was raised by a single father. Um, so I do get the difference and understand the need for that. And that plays a very important part. And while we try to focus and hone in and bring the fathers along this journey as well. So most of our Bridges sites, if not all of them, have different father groups that men can talk to men because there's a difference of there's a different conversation. There's something different about men connecting with men. So I'm I'm big, big, big advocate on fathers and happy to say that um, a couple of years ago, we actually now have father ambassadors who's taken on that role. We've been able to send them to conferences and they've really helped enhance the Bridges model. It's really great to hear and that you're giving them those opportunities, providing those opportunities. Travell, I don't know if you have anything to add also about the father issue before I ask you some advice to other communities. Um, only thing I would add is I think one of the things we've seen is when you're talking about fathers coming because coming to our sites because we have five male site directors and they are fathers and that when when they're able to come to our sites and see 
uh, males that's represented in leadership positions as well as at our staff level, um, I think that also brings that, that opens up that level to really connect and understand that the, the important role that fathers bring to their families. And we recognize that a lot of our families, the fathers are already there, but how do we make sure we give them the supports, help build up the skills, and when you're talking about um, their parenting aspect and career aspect. And so I'm always excited as a father myself to see the work that we've been doing in Palm Beach County around father, um, with our fatherhood initiatives. Right. And Travel, I think it's great, too, to even know that we can raise the father's voice because, yes, they are there. It's just that we need to start being more inclusive of them in building these programs as well to be inclusive of, you know, their needs as well. Absolutely. And to be intentional about it. And that's what it sounds like you've done by also hiring male coordinators. That's an important point. How is the faith based community involved or are they? Actually, as a part of our part of um, developing our local system of care at the site level, we encourage all of our um, directors and teams to reach out to the faith communities within. So each one of our sites um, is connected with either church or some type of faith-based um, program to ensure that we have a broad perspective of um, different providers at the table, and a lot of them have different resources that may not be provided to other organizations. They are natural partners in this process because we have a, an abundance of churches or providers within our neighborhoods. Right. I mean, Travel took the words out of my mouth. Um, in Palm Beach County in general, too, there's just a plethora of church and faith-based communities. So it's very strong, very real. And I think that's the intentionality, too, about where all of the bridges were even placed as far as the physical location. So it is surrounding or right down the street from a church or right across the street from a church, even connected to elementary schools as well. Yeah, that's the neighborhood, right? Travell, what's your advice for other communities wanting to do this work that really takes the community and goes down one level to the neighborhood level? I think what you, I suggest that you want to begin with the end in mind. What do you want to see with your families, your parents? And then you say, okay, how do we bring the natural formal supports providers to the table? But then you also got to bring those informal You need to make sure parents are at the table, those key community stakeholders that are there. They're kind of those gatekeepers to these communities. So you just can't come into a community to provide services. So you got to you got to engage them. And then you want to, again, make sure that you have your staff and your team and bring these groups together to ensure that we can, you know, build programming that's going to reach those outcomes. I always say don't go to communities and ask them what they want if you aren't prepared to give them what they want, because sometimes their needs don't always align with the goals of what the the direct goals. Let me be clear, because indirectly, all of this impacts the family as a whole. You know what I'm saying? So it may not be a direct correlation, but there's always correlation of and understanding and hearing the voices. But we got to be prepared to, you know, put money behind those efforts based off of what is being said and sometimes take the back seat to that, which is not easy. (laughs) That's such good advice that you you have to be prepared to do what people ask if you're going to ask them what you want them to do. You mentioned it's not always easy, Chandelin. Any any advice from you? Um, well, I, I could tell you we're in so we're almost in twelve years of bridges, right? So with that, um, 
I think our biggest epiphany as funders is, you know, we came up with this model, we put it into different locations, we actually did an evaluation five years later, um, and what we had to learn was that, yes, although we have a framework, each site operates differently, and we have to be able to adjust to the differences of the different communities. So, yes, is everybody following the set standards? Yes. But how can we make it so that we're truly feeding into the needs? of what the community wants. Usually, if you just do a service, you think based off of data, based off of information, and just put it in a community, it's hard to do startups and to get people to buy into that. But it has to come from the other side, too. And, and people need to sit, and communities should be sitting at the table. That is very wise advice. And Shira, what's your advice for organizations wanting to develop initiatives like Bridges? So Shondaling and Travel hit it um, right on the head. When you're thinking about developing these organizations or you're developing or you have an initiative and you're bringing parents to the table, make sure you are readily available to follow through. Um, you have a plan or a budget or you're just ready to follow through once you get the answers from the parents and continue to con keep the parents um, along at the table. Um, just again, like Shondaling said, don't say, don't tell the community, this is what you need. And this is, this is how your families should be raised. And this is what you should, these are the activities you should be doing with your kids. Um, don't just rely on your data, go to the source, go to the parents within the community and ask them and have them sit at the table. You'll have a better outcome and you'll have a better buy-in. Well, you know, Palm Beach County is a county, and your work has been very inspirational to me personally and to many other communities that have followed your work. So I just want you to know that and to know how grateful we are to everything you're doing, particularly bringing the community down to the neighborhood level. So we thank you for that. Please join us next time for more insights into how communities are coming together to create new neighborhoods. This podcast is a production of the Center for the Study of Social Policy. For more information or to contact us, visit us online at www.cssp.org.